Hello and welcome to Night Shift Football and the very first Night Shift Football podcast. Aptly named due to the fact that in Australia, you will need to stay up all bloody night if you want to catch the action from the Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, Serie A and who could forget League Ah. And then even our local league, a league that refuses to play any fixtures earlier than 5pm, but that's mostly because it's always so bloody hot. Some old boys found the score sheet again. Ollie is at the wheel in Manchester, but we still don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And Liverpool proved that it is really hard to win at Anfield. We'll bore you with all our football opinions nobody asked for. And to join me to get this venture underway and to work our way through it all, the one and only Tommy Fortinio. Thomas, how are you? What's got your football senses tingling this week? Oh, I'm fantastic. Especially after that intro. Are you serious? Did you write all that down yourself? Maybe. That's, like, that's fantastic. Maybe. Uh, no, I'm feeling good. Today is a good day, especially for an Adelaide United fan. Absolutely. Well, shall we start with some chatting some shit about some local stuff? Yeah, I think we should get straight into Adelaide United. What happened today, Sam? You tell me. After one massive rollout post on social media. The great man, the Northern Suburbs boy, he's back. Yep. Craig Goodwin is back on loan until the end of the season. The true king of the North. The I'm king s- of the North. I'm sorry, Jordan. The true king is back. You held his seat just for that finite period that he was gone, but I'm so glad Craig Goodwin is back. Jordan can get his crown back when uh, Craig disappears again. Yeah, which, you know, probably going to happen third time back, so... Which we hope he will. We hope he goes on to yeah. bigger and better things, yeah, as usual. And also Jordan as well, if he ever desires. Also Jordan. Yeah. Um, anyway, getting to Friday night's game. I remember you saying, you mentioned it was probably going to be a bit of a scrap between the two coaches, <clears throat> Garcia and Viet. Yes. Um, considering that both sides played just so recently. So, what did you make of it? It is it is unusual for two teams to play each other within the space of, what was it, two weeks? Two and a half weeks? Two and a half weeks. I think we only had a single game in between the one yep. previous to Perth Glory. Look, I've got to be honest with you, I was working during the period, so I was <laughs> dipping in and out of the game, but... I was no more impressed with us this time than I was in the uh, first leg. Uh, I should disagree a little. I think we were better. But um, I think Viet let the game get away from himself a bit. Um, we went pretty hard on the subs. What do you make of the subs? I don't know what they were doing. I, I understand because I heard the commentators talking about it a little bit as well. You've only got a certain amount of windows in which you can make substitutions. So yeah. with the... Obviously, the Dukuli sub was tactical. I'm which... alright with that, by the way. I'm happy if Viet wants to drag someone. 100%. Drag him. Yeah, 100%, I agree. Get him off. And you know, I've not been the biggest uh, Dukuli fan thus far, although I see his raw talent and I understand what he can bring to the I team. I haven't seen a whole lot wrong with him. It's more just, I think there's other players that are giving us more Yeah. in that spot at the moment. Yeah, I think when you're talking about, especially a tactical battle like this one between Garcia and Viet. Someone like Dukili, are then, you? Yeah, are you bringing him on for his raw talent? Are you trying to play him in a certain style or fashion? I don't know that he, I don't know that he's going to deliver exactly what you're after in a game like this against experienced opposition. Now he seems to be, he seems a little one-dimensional at the moment. But we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm just not mm. sure. Like bringing everyone, obviously, was very excited to see our Hassan Toure come back, but yes. coming on to play 60 minutes on as a left midfielder. Yeah, out of position. Uh, not not sure about that one. It didn't seem right, did it? I don't know what they've been doing in training. Perhaps he's got an inclination to play more out wide, especially with Tommy up top. And if we're going to play one striker... He might do. And obviously part of his thinking would have been he obviously wanted Mo to come on at some point. Yeah. And if Mo comes on, you want him up top taking on defenders and yeah. getting past them. Oh, hell yeah. But that, yeah, that wasn't a return to form for Alassane and he does he just he looks a yard behind where he was last season which mm. is again totally understandable that's a huge injury on to the, recover from on the flip side in the stadium um, just from the people around me it definitely felt like we we were pretty we were kind of okay with Carl's substitutions at the time because it felt like we were really going for the kill going for the second goal going mm. to put the game away mm-hmm. um Obviously, we didn't get it, and the game got turned around, and, you know, Carl has to cop it for that, but at the same time, you can see what he was trying to do, and we kind of liked it until the result did flip, so 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. You're enjoying the uh, the hindsight of the situation. Yeah. But in the moment, you thought it was the right thing to do, did you? I mean, the morgue sub, obviously, it must. I guess be... if it goes, if it works, and we get that second goal, yeah. we probably win the game, and then Carl's praised for. Yeah, he's a champion you know, again. So for another home victory. That's just that's just how it works. Some weeks it's not going to go your way. You think you'd think the Steph Morg substitution was pre-planned, given that it was dead on seventy minutes. He's just come back from injury. The idea of him. With, with the way the game was going and the fact that we needed to manage the result, you would have hoped Stefan would have stayed out for the entirety of it. And you would think he would have, given Maybe. any other situation. But You'd think so. Returning I, from injury, probably... I know you don't you don't really rate Perth just yet, but we have to... <laughs> I think you have to give Perth some credit. Once we, once we went in for the kill, looking for the second goal, they, stopped, they stepped it up a gear, they kept the ball... They started playing through Castro and Kilkenny. Mm. They just dominated the ball. Yeah. We can't score and um, we don't have it, so... Yeah, precisely. I mean, they did their job. Yeah. No, they engaged their good players. They definitely got Kilkenny more on the ball, who was perhaps fired up from their halftime comments. Yeah. <laughs> what did you th- What did you make of Stefan Mork on the mic at halftime? Uh, I'd... Bit of an early I'd pro. fucking hate halftime <laughs> yeah, the interviews. Whole the whole it. idea of a halftime interview with a player is just... I don't know. It's just modern... TV crap, but I sound like a sound like a boomer there, but maybe it seems very AFL to do something like that. Or it seems very Australian. Yeah, Fox Sports don't even like it in the AFL though. No one likes it. Yeah, I don't see any. I don't see any point. I don't see. What they do you it get in. The, they do it, it in the cricket now. There's a cricket at the drinks break. They've got a bloody spider yeah. cam out there hanging over the player while he's, you know, he's 38 off 50 balls trying to play in a test match, and you're interviewing him on his drinks break. Like, yeah. fuck me. How you feeling today? You enjoyed your two hours out here. Is it yeah. hot? Do you yeah. think you can make 50? Of course it's hot. I mean, Summer in Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it's hot. Duh, we're sweating out right now. Um, where do you where do you think... What do we do with Craig? Where does Craig fit into this side? Well, you heard me earlier. I want him to play left back, which would be a waste, obviously. We're not, we're not playing Craig. We're not left back, surely. I think he would be a phenomenal addition at left back, depending on how our shape and how we wanted to play. Craig bombing on with... Maybe we want to play Al-Hassan inside of him. Could you imagine that? I just want I just want good delivery onto Tommy Urich's head. I think if Carl wants to stick with his four four two, Craig probably plays left mid. Probably yeah. With Urich and Mo up top, Halloran on the right. Yep. And then you've got Mork and or one of either Dorigo or Caletti. Yep. No. Maybe I know no con. Uh, I know some people like concept. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Constantopoulos. Neither. I just, just so we know. Neither. I think. Um, I just think he's, he's, enough he's a handy. He's a handy squad player. You need players like that in your squad, and he's good mm. at what he does. I just, it's it's between him and Coletti probably for that next spot after Dorigo. I really rate Dorigo. Yeah, ditto. Yeah. Ditto. Well, the other option is, I don't know if Craig can do it, but if he wants to, if he could play as a ten, and then you're looking at. Maybe Mo and Halloran on the wings. Nice. Dorigo sits as a six, Mork as a box to box, just like in our championship team where we had Izzy as the six, Mork running box to box, and then we had Cello uh, in attacking mid. But obviously we'd have Craig, and he, we saw him do it last time he was here. Late in games, he would switch mm. over and play through the middle. Yeah, he's, he's just did, he's, yeah. he's got the talent. So no, you're right. We did. Although now that you mention it, I remember weren't we that impressed with him at the ten? It could have been more. Who was in charge when we were playing him at 10? Was that the... I pissed at every game, so yeah, to be I honest, I can't... <laughs> I can't, can't give you an now. honest, honest assessment there. The, the one after Kurtz, the one before where we are now, the, the dark period, he who shall not be named was in charge. I can't even recall. Yeah, I know. I can't even remember either. That's Piet- why he must not be named, because yeah. we don't know his fucking name. Yeah, precisely. Piet's Captain Cool. It's Captain Cool. Irrespective of that, I would yeah. Craig Goodwin's probably going to play in the left wing. Probably, I think it'd, it'd be a waste to not have him in attack. Yeah. Plus, 100%. we're meant to still have this uh, uh, this uh, Spanish fellow Lopez. Who? <laughs> exactly. It'd be nice to see him. Did we sign a Spaniard? It'd be nice to see him for a bit. We got Sanchez back. We I got wish. one of them back. Pablo would be thirty-seven now. It's where where is where is where are any of our international signings this season yeah it's another it's it's a frustrating one again every year we kind of we get a lot of hit and miss with our international players 
since the golden era of cello and Izzy and Pablo. Yeah. And we were we were pretty lucky with them, and uh, we were very unlucky. We missed out on Sergi Guardiola because he's worth millions now, and he bangs him in against Real yeah. Madrid. It always shocks me when I look on the overnight results and see, hang on, is that, the, is that the same Guardiola the same we Sergi had? Guardiola. He's scoring in Spanish First Division? No way. Mm. Nonetheless, I'm pretty happy with Tommy at the moment, so. Yeah, I like Tommy. Uh, he's obviously, he's got his critics, but um, you know what you're going to get with him. He's always going to give you everything. Yeah, and he, he does, seems to work. He, he does tuck him away. He works hard, you know, so. Which is what you need. You need someone to lead the line. He's got the physicality. Obviously, it's similar to Troisi in that we're kind of, you're kind of suspicious that a player like that moving to Adelaide is just trying to get the deal back into Australia and then look for a yep. move elsewhere. But if he's going to, the, the good thing about a striker like Tommy is he's going to want to score regardless. So if that is his mo- motives to move on, not saying it is because we don't know because we're just two idiots on the internet. True. But if he, if that is his motivation, then he's going to want to score goals, which is good for us. Yeah. And that's fine. And then we've got the young bloods coming through anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, I 100% agree with that. I don't mind bringing players back like Craig. I saw a lot of online a uh, little bit of online hate for Craig Goodwin coming back the old <laughs> the old recycled league gets pulled back out every time a returning player comes back to the A league was it was the hate for him or was it for that awesome announcement video <laughs> you loser you i know lose. what you're doing i know what you're doing <laughs> The two, the two kings of the north going at the it. The two kings, that's what it was. He was upset that Craig was... He was upset Goodwin was coming back. He knew his title. His throne <laughs> his crown. was going to be... His, his crown. He's coming, he's lifting it lifted. off of his head. Don't worry, Jordan. You're getting it back. You're out. You're the one true king. Jordy, it's fine. Okay, we'll bend the knee. We, we saw you took the armband on the weekend. We understand. Fuck yeah. South Australian-born players in the armband. That's just... That has to be. dreams for me. It I, Honestly, from here on in, it has to be that way for, for Adelaide United. I cannot see another international player coming in and taking the armband. No. 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 Especially with the youth that we have coming through on the team right now. Uh, it just makes sense. Yeah. So I guess, at the end of the day, Craig's back. We're going to win the league. We've won it. Yeah. Unlucky everyone else. Let's be on. So, do you want to move on? Do you want to talk about some Premier League? I know you want to talk about some Premier League. Because oh. Leeds are up and about. Oh, whenever Leeds win, I'm happy to talk about the Prem. <sighs> Just on, crept then. into the top 10 as well. Yeah, top 10. Dreams. Dreams. Stuff that we can only dream about at Arsenal. What do you think of Oli? What do you think Gunner? of Oli? The Oli Gunner? He's at the wheel. But is he good? Or is, he, is, he, is he a bad driver or a good driver? Yeah, is he driving or is he got one of those Tesla automated vehicles right now? I don't, I don't think that he is the one actually driving. He well, may be at the it's wheel. It's Bruno, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's Bruno all Bruno. It's driving it. And maybe a little bit of Pogba in his ear, chatting shit, trying to figure out where do Potentially. I where do I fit into this team? How do I make this I team all about me? Do struggle to I don't know what to make of Manchester United at the moment because no. they they turn it on sometimes and look great, and then other times they're dull and boring. And I'm not, I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Luke Shaw back and playing well actually. Really? Was, yeah, I've quite. I quite like Luke Shaw. What? Boys rated him a bit. <laughs> what do you like about Luke Shaw? I just think he's a very good left back. He's a solid left back. Do you just not? Are you just supporting him because Mourinho took some sort of dislike to him for no real good reason? No, I think. Well, no, I just think he's a good left back. Yeah, okay. He's a decent left back. He's had. He's been unlucky with a lot of injuries. Better than Alex Telles, isn't that the other? I didn't say. Oh, uh, Alex Telles. I don't know. I'm not. Sure. I haven't seen enough of Alex Telles to know. That's true. When they signed him last season, and he's only had played a handful of games. I don't. Manchester United's transfer him this season. policy is... They signed him this season? Was it this season? I'm pretty sure they signed him this season. Regardless. I've Regardless. Seen, <laughs> I've seen nothing of this guy, and I don't understand why. Because he comes with such good reputation, such good FIFA potential rating. I don't understand. Oh, that's what it's all about, is FIFA potential rating. That's what it's coming back to. I've signed yeah. him many a season in the past. He yeah, has don't worry. to be good, right? Don't worry. If we miss any games, we'll just go off FIFA ratings. It's fine. It's fine. Or Football Manager. Done. That's probably a more comprehensive database for player potential. What else you got? The Premier League. Mm. What else you got? Other than how disappointed I am with the Premier League or in general? Because yeah. as a Leeds United fan, obviously, I have endured 16 years outside of the greatest league in the world. And this season, coming back into it, I was very excited to deep dive, find out exactly what the best league in the world has to offer. Because, you know, as a Leeds United fan, 
you do seem to engage more with the championship and you engage more with the teams around you. Yeah. Which, a very competitive division. Very, extremely fun to watch. Like, extremely... Uh, just it's like a it's a pure brutal form of football at times I try to say that about the SPL but no one listens no <laughs> for some reason people, for some reason people just don't want to tune into Hamilton Ackies versus Ross County it doesn't make just, sense I don't get it why would you not want to see Rangers beat Hibernian by why would you want to, goals to why would you not want to see 20 metre slide tackles with two feet in the air <laughs> studs Studs blaring. Neil Lennon's bold red head. Although he's bald, oh, lay you off, can Neil. still see tinges of red spoken through. His but anyway, go on. Please. Red face screaming at the fans, yeah. So, I was extremely excited to come back to the Premier League, but more or less, I have not really been blown away by this quality of this division. Maybe it's COVID-related. There's, there's been a lot of average games. I'd, more than usual, do you think? It's hard to tell. I, was, I know I mentioned it off-air before, but I was... Having this theory about, I don't know if we just buy into the Premier League more because of, obviously, the crowds and the atmosphere. And without the crowds and the atmosphere, a lot of the games, are they're just, they're not easy to watch, some of them. The style of football from a lot of teams, you know, put maybe Man City aside, at the mo- definitely at the moment, in the mm-hmm. last month or so. Uh, Leeds, Leeds are good to watch, refreshing. Brighton, Brighton plays some good football. Yeah, of late, definitely. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I was just yeah, thinking the same thing. It's hard to wax just, lyrical about this division right now. Maybe it is, maybe it is the product without the fans that we're missing. And I know, yeah. I, I do. I feel robbed of the experience to not have thirty thousand uh, Londoners chanting "Leads are falling apart" as we go <laughs> as we go two 0 down in the capital. But nonetheless, I think I'd, it definitely makes it harder to get up and watch games too. Oh yeah, like you don't have the same connection. Uh, part of the magic in Australia of getting up at like 3 or 4 a.m. The magic. The magic. The magic of getting up at 3 or 4 a.m. The delusion. But you, t- you, you flick on the TV in the middle of the night, packed stadium, noise blaring, and yeah. now you just, you've got this empty stadium with a bunch of average centre-backs hoofing the ball 90 metres, and it's just, it's just aver- bang average a lot of the time. A bunch of Liam Coopers and Pascal just, Strikes. Well, yeah. Well, I just expected... I think I expected a lot more from... Well, obviously, we expected a lot more from Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, um, we can go into that. What, what do you think is going on with Liverpool right now? Well, given that they play Leicester this weekend in a huge game to decide, really, the positions of the top four. I think... Well, I spent a lot of this season predicting that they were still going to come through and win the league comfortably by eight-plus points. That was my bet. Yeah. Had a line of about... Eight, but it looks like that's well and truly out the window. Ooh, but I think their form this season, I think for me, it just highlights it highlights how difficult it is to be so consistent and con- like consistently win all the time, to win titles back to back. How tough it can be. Because um, yeah, it's it's just such a long time to just stay so focused and everyone's gunning for you all the other teams are gunning for Liverpool they've been hurt by injuries I guess but they're still their, their attack hasn't been the same not um, not as potent as it was last year yeah. and they're definitely suffering for it do you buy into uh, Klopp's excuse for Alisson's cold feet on the weekend <laughs> what, what did he say <laughs> I think it was tongue in cheek he, uh, he mentioned in the post-match interview Alisson's obviously giving away two goals pretty much identical goals straight to the yeah. opposition he had cold feet, given that it was a particularly bitter evening. I think <laughs> it I has think to be tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah, I think he was joking. But, but everyone, everyone loves looking for an excuse to rip Klopp apart. Well, though. it's another in a long line of shit that he's spoken in the wake of a defeat. Yeah, oh, we were talking about this uh, last week at the pub before the Adelaide game, but how all the, I think it's just a, it's a big club thing. The managers, when they're not used to losing as much, and they kind of they can kind of crack a bit when a loss yeah. comes, and you know. I don't, I've, I've got no problems with a sore loser because losing fucking sucks. So, like, <laughs> Especially when you're the title holders. Like, oh, when might... you're the title holders, it would suck to lose. Yeah, to smash they, that They ceiling. can obviously see that title slipping away. and mm. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The it's pressure's coming. But um, you would do extremely well as a Liverpool uh, as a Liverpool team to overhaul City now, being five points in front of the game to go. Just what I was about to say, um, Manchester City just starting to turn it back on again and even without like De Bruyne sometimes they're just I think we we were talking about it earlier about like Pep Guardiola sides like his Bayern Munich sides his Barcelona sides 
they play such amazing football to watch. Like, it's just so good on the eye all the time. I feel like we might have become a little desensitized to it. Agreed. And we perhaps we don't appreciate it as much anymore Agreed. as we used to. Agreed. But you, you just have to sit back and admire the, the way they go about it and their whole philosophy. It's just brilliant to watch at the moment. Yeah, their, their control of the game, just the way that they manage situations... I'm not a massive fan of teams that are like over that overly foul opposition uh, in situations where it looks like they're going to break or situations where yeah. it looks like they're going to be threatening an attack. But City do it so well; they give away so many fouls inside the opposition's half when it looks like they're threatening to counterattack, yeah. and it totally stifles any move that they can get on. And you know, in that in that sense, they manage football games better than anyone else. And obviously, they've got the best team in the league, arguably. And the way Gundogan's playing this season is just... It's jaw-dropping. I can't believe he continues to get better and he, better. He is brilliant. And I'm, it's it's amazing to see him playing so well again because he's copped it a bit oh, heat. in his oh, time at City heat, for not man. being... Because he was he was signed from Dortmund and a very successful Dortmund side. But they he probably hasn't got the chances to play as much because they're just such a stacked squad. Mm. But now he's really starting to show his quality, which we we all knew he could do. He's had a he had a rough run with injuries where he yep. he had that back injury where he couldn't even run yeah. for a while, and he got fat and was well overweight, just like <laughs> have we all like someone else over yeah. here. <laughs> was gonna, but he, like a but good off season for the German. Yeah, good off season <laughs> for the German. But he had like a good two years off. Yeah, and then to come back and play professional football at that level again and just be such an instrumental part of a side that's now what are they five. Points clear, five points clear five with points the game, clear, in, hand. game in hand yeah. Um, yeah just give them the crown start engraving it yeah pretty much Engrave I would give trophy. it to City now There's, I can't see anyone overhauling this yeah that's it there you go we've called it we've called you it. Heard it you heard it here first night shift football called it <laughs> Manchester <laughs> City champions we've called Done. it with what 16 games to go 16 games to go put it on lads put your super yeah. on it <laughs> It's super on it. Do not take that advice, anyone. If you're listening, do not take that advice. Gamble responsibly. Do not put your super on it. That's just a stupid thing to do. <laughs> Have you got anything else for the Premier League? Uh, I am. Uh, what else am I looking forward to this week? Uh, I think Tottenham play Chelsea. Tottenham plays someone good this week. Tottenham just played Chelsea. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. There's another top six clash that looks tasty. There was obviously Arsenal leads. Top six, you said. Yeah, top Ten, six. Tenth versus eleventh. Oh, Arsenal leads being the uh, the best game of the weekend outside of the top six. Absolutely. That's the recording. Oh, I think we're back on. Oh, we're back on. We're recording again. Fantastic. All right, that's good. No, we figured this out. First tech wonders. <laughs> if you hear a cheeky edit, folks, it's uh, <laughs> we're popping our cherry on this. All right, so just uh, bear with us. Yeah, just be gentle. Anyway, we wanted to talk about some of the some of the old strikers that are still just banging them in for fun. Uh, Zlatan with another double on the weekend, reaching 500 club goals. Uh, Ronaldo again in a huge game for Juve, and Luis Suarez under the radar with his 15th and 16th goals of the season in an Atleti side that are top of the league. What have you got? Did you just say Ibra scored 500 career goals? Club goals. Club goals. Ibra. That's insanity. For a man that was supposed to have finished when he went to the MLS, like, how many years ago? Three or four years ago. Yeah. Surely that was his moment where he was like, okay, I'm going to go shine in the sun. He'll turn, um, he turns 40 a little later this year. And I heard a stat yesterday on the, uh, the Guardian Football Weekly pod. Shouts. Nicky Bandini. Thank Uh, you, Nicky. Said that. Uh, nearly 60% of Zlatan's club goals have come after the age of 30. Which is just, it's boggling of the mind. How? How do you get, he's like a fine wine. He's the Grange. He's the 1990 Grange. He just, he just, I don't know. He just seems to find a way to just score goals even when he's not having a great game. I watched the game the other night, Milan versus Crotone. Crotone. And, uh... It was frustrating as hell. <laughs> nil all. Wait, what made it frustrating? It was nil all for a long way, and you've got Zlatan losing the ball on halfway. The opposition win the ball, play it back to their defence, and the whole Milan team presses up. Zlatan still standing in the centre circle. <laughs> like every good striker should. With his hands on his hips, death staring someone. I don't know who, but 
usually 80 out of the 90 minutes of a Milan game, it's Slatan just staring at someone, <laughs> giving them this eye like he's just going to like smash their skull or something. But then he pops up, second half, grabs two goals, Milan win, top yep. of the league. And he's their leading goal scorer. It's yeah. unreal. There you go. Cash your checks, Latan. That's it. That's all you've got to do as a striker. It Which poses the question, would you rather a team player striker or the individual brilliance of someone like Zlatan who doesn't contribute much, he's not going to track, he's going to cause problems within his own side, but he's going to probably win you titles. So you mean like Zlatan or Ronaldo? Yeah, either or. Yeah, they both sound good to me. <sighs> mind... Look, they could both come to Leeds, I don't mind. Well, you'd drop Bamford for them? Nah, I wouldn't drop Paddy. He can come off the bench with 10 to go, though. I think I would take the team striker. Yeah. Um, Given everything Zlatan's done this season. Yeah, I'd still take the team striker. Because where where were Milan prior to Zlatan joining slash rejoining? Oh, we've got to be careful here. Now you're suggesting signing Zlatan is why they're top of the league. Is it not? No, because they've won plenty of games this year without him. Okay, yeah, fair. But where they've were won. they last season without him? Oh, they were shit. Yeah, but that was without so- a lot of that was without a lot of other players too. <laughs> so Zlatan's not the only catalyst for the revival. He's not the only. He's one. Of, he's a major catalyst, of course, but he's yeah. not the only one. What would you put it down to? Because uh, it's pretty remarkable to see Milan spur their way back to the top of the league, especially given everything that's going on. Yeah, well. You're wearing a Milan shirt now, I should mention. I'm wearing a Milan shirt now because their training kits are bloody awesome. Yeah, they're nice. Puma? Puma. Yeah. yeah. I'm stalling for time as I quickly Google something. Obviously. Shout out, Puma. Stefano Pioli, the coach, yeah. has been excellent. Got in the players like Teo Hernandez in form. Oh, yeah, nice. He's got... Uh, the way he sets up with... Teo Hernandez is probably one of Milan's best attacking outlets, even though he's a left-back. But they set it up. He gets a lot of support from Ante Rebic, Croatian striker slash winger. Plays on the left wing and he just runs Genius. and runs and runs up and down. And That's they got fantastic. the beast in the middle. Frank Kessie is pretty strong and he's always covering. Um, so they got good balance. You think they're well rounded? They've recruited the well. They've shuffled some players around. Yeah. And and they've just. I think Zlatan's obviously had a big deal to do with it because from all reports, he's pretty impressive on the training ground and apparently he's really good with all the young players. And the young players love him, and they're all lifting to to get around him, and you know that surprises me. I yeah. did not see. Do you think? Are you talking about Zlatan perhaps as a future coach? No, I'm no. not. No, you're not. I'm <laughs> Even certainly <though>. not. <laughs> you couldn't see a Milano side managed no. by Zlatan versus a no Juve Perlo. No, I could not. Not a, <laughs> not a chance. No way. It'd but, be um, good. It'd be oh, good for the media. Also, should mention um, obviously Paolo Maldini. Mm. He's in charge of all the all the signings, basically like the football director, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know what his official role is, but he's doing that sort of a job. Is that why his kids? And he's be? copying. He's getting a lot of praise in Italy for his. Uh, well, he doesn't really play much, Daniel. But um, he's reason. getting he's getting a lot of praise for um the way they've turned around, the signings they've made, the changes they've made in the squad. So yeah, no, a good a good director of football will take you a long way. You'd hope, yeah. Which is what you've seen in the opposite with Newcastle United and their fall from grace and their constant reprievals of trying to get back into the top 10. They just cannot sort that shit out because of the directors yeah. of football. Yeah. That's, I don't even know where to start with that club. So yeah. I'm probably going to leave we'll it. Leave I, don't that one enough, there. I don't know enough about them. That's another but, week. Um, That's another week. Yeah. Another week where I don't want to talk about Steve Bruce and his <laughs> shite football. Look, I'm just hoping Newcastle somehow drop into the bottom three and we can discuss them in full. Uh, if that happens, we'll discuss them in full. Yeah. All right, we'll reserve reserve this space. We'll reserve that for now. Um, did you see Ronaldo's goal? No, I didn't. Was Speaking it good? of old strikers, Ronaldo's goal. Old strikers? <laughs> He's going <laughs> to hate that. He's going to hate that. Because you know he tunes in. He's but not... it's not a... Yeah, when Ronaldo listens to this pod, he is going to hate that. Yeah. He's going to hate We're that. We're in trouble. But um, if you see his goal, it's just one of those, like, for him... Nothing spectacular. It doesn't look too spectacular on first viewing. But this was a huge game against uh, Roma. Um, third v. Fourth in the league. Mm. You did. You wrote a little, uh, little pre-game about this on the side. Um, the ball comes in from the left. I can't remember who it's from. Ronaldo's standing on the edge of the box. Just lay, kind of lays it off to himself with the bottom of his right oh, foot. Nice. And just hits it straight away with his left foot. Bottom corner across the keeper. 
And it just looked so... Like, he took the shot in a blink of an eye with defenders in front of him. And it's one of those ones where you just think most... A lot of strikers are looking for that extra half a yard to get the shot. They're not mm-hmm. willing to take the gamble of getting that shot through the strike, through the defenders. The early shot when and the keeper's unsighted, unpositioned. Yeah. No, we say like like we said about Guardiola and being desensitized to the way he plays. We just yeah. It's the same with Ronaldo and Messi, and they just keep going. Last time they just keep going, and we just yeah. There's some sort of weird expectation for us, like when we watch them, like oh these guys should score a goal tonight. These guys should score two yeah. goals. These guys should win the game on their own back. And then and then it happens, and you just go, huh? Oh, Ronaldo yep. did it again. Chalk it like, down. Another yeah. one for Ronaldo. What do you know? Without actually going into it and looking and going, wow, that was yeah, that was a pretty impressive goal, did and they... in such a big moment in the season for them as well, because they've been yeah. poor under Perlo really for a Juve side, like for their squad on paper that. They should be playing much better football than they do and oh, getting yeah. better results. What have they won? Nine in a row? Uh, can't remember now. It's a lot though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they're totally well, dominant. Well, last, the last winner was AC Milan and that was when they had Zlatan in 2011. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You're trying to tell me Zlatan isn't the catalyst for Milan's revival. <laughs> uh, maybe. It's actually, now that you mentioned it, it's incredible that they are on top now, 10 years later, with Zlatan back with in the Zlatan, team. With Zlatan, yeah. It's a bit yeah. of a fairy tale, really. It is. Which, I was going to mention, um, sticking on Juve at the moment, I know you're a man of the tactics. Uh, they have this they have this setup. They play a 4-4-2 most weeks. They play three central midfield players and a wide player. So they have Chiesa on the right, McKenney on the left. Yep depending on who the fullbacks are, right? Ah, right, So okay. it's a 4-4-2. Interesting. So if Alexandro plays at left back... Yep, good player. When when Juve go forward and have the ball, Sandro becomes the, like the left mid, the up and down wing back, and McKenney tucks in as a third centre midfielder. Nice. So the That's other hard. way, if Quadrado plays right back, then he becomes the right wing back. Yep. And that means McKenney will play on the right so that he can cut in with Kiaz right. on the left. And so McKenney plays... And the other the other three defenders move across and become a three at the back. Okay. And they never played them together. They never played Quadrado and Sandro together. Well, I haven't looked closely enough at it. Yeah. But you haven't seen but them I do it I haven't recently. seen them do it. It's been Danilo, the Brazilian, and he was at right back on the weekend and Alexandro at left back. So Danilo just shifts across and becomes the third centre back. That's interesting. You know, mm. that's that's the old Guardiola or Bayern tactic mm. where they would play Alaba at left back and they would tuck in uh, one of the right wingers as the right back and play with two centre yeah. backs and that's it. Yeah, and yeah. they just throw everyone forward. Yeah, pretty much. And you just aim to control the ball well, this, they're on keeping, halfway. They're keeping three, three at the back because they're still as good as Chiellini yeah. has been all his career. He's getting on a bit, but he's... <laughs> but he's still good enough to do a job. Chiellini is old enough to be my dad. <laughs> Let's be real. Between... between <laughs> He could have beat up my dad, let's be sure. I think he's he's three or four years older than Bonucci as well, and Bonucci's and like <laughs> I think he's only ancient. thirty he's only thirty three, but it looks like he's like seventy, so Bonucci's in the old archaeological digs whenever you <laughs> uncover like they, a fucking old sculpture. They dug like, him out of a pyramid. Yeah, precisely. They pulled all the bandages off of him and there he is, he's ready to go. No, I do like that as a tactic. I think wherever you can overload uh, phases of play, positions on the pitch, you're always going to be better off for the fact. Absolutely. And that's what we want to see. We want to see attack, don't we? We want to see new and interesting things on the we football We want to see field. new and interesting things, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, going back to Adelaide United, when I saw us line up in a 4-4-2, I was a little bit cringy. I wasn't heaps excited about the idea of us lining up in the most basic formation you can imagine. Well, devil's advocate, you could argue that these days, 4-4-2 is new. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no one does it. No, you could. Although I did see Palace line up with a 4-4-2 against Leeds the other of morning. They and they were rubbish. So there's a way to go about it. Maybe don't be an 80-year-old England manager uh, trying to reclaim his heydays. Maybe not. Maybe not. Viet could do it. Viet can re-revolutionise a 4-4-2. Uh, I'll move on to the, the other... The third of the old strikers. Yeah. The Suarez. I was going to say, um, this is I don't the know how much, I did see. I don't know how much La Liga you see. I don't really watch any La Liga, but did you catch his I, goals? I did see Suarez's goal just because I... Well, both goals. Because I you, was... You love some Luis Suarez. I do love some Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. I, I just... I think I love more the situation in which the Barcelona let him go to 
perhaps their biggest title rivals. I mean, obviously, given the way the season's gone, their biggest title rivals. In hindsight, yeah. In it hindsight. Should have been should have been Real Madrid, but Atleti has shown that they're the title rival now. Yeah, they're the ones actually probably going to go through and win this whole thing. And to let him go for such a pittance, a man... Yeah. I mean, I, I was probably guilty last season of thinking Suarez was perhaps past his best at Barcelona. And like... Fair. There's, there's, I was of the same opinion. Yeah. He there's, looked there's a part slow of and sluggish and just not at all interested, really. Yeah, he didn't look up to the standard of Messi. He didn't look up to the standard of any of the players around him. And Griezmann. Maybe worried about the threat of Griezmann coming in. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Uh, but to see him do what he's done this season is just phenomenal. Uh, it's it's a total revitalization of the man. I was going to ask him, where does he rank for you? In all time or current? In like the strikers that you've seen. Oh, strikers I've seen. The strikers that you've seen in our in our lifetime. Oh, he's know. he's definitely top ten. Just out like out and out nines. He's definitely top ten. I think if we were gonna for me for Liverpool strikers, especially, oh no question, top ten. Top ten easily, but I think even if we're talking about Liverpool uh, strikers, probably Torres still ranks above Suarez for me. Yeah, Torres at his peak. Torres at his peak. Incredible to watch. Drogba, Drogba. obviously. Drogba's the first one that comes to mind. The first one that springs to mind for me is Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Van Persie and, you know, potentially Aguero, maybe. There's a lot you could put Aguero in in. out of five. I'd put Aguero in. Yeah, I'll probably have Aguero above Suarez. Suarez is definitely in the mix. I think I enjoy watching Suarez more than most of the players that I've mentioned, though. So I think I would tune in to watch a game where Suarez was involved more than I would tune in to see Lewandowski or Drogba or Aguero. Just because yep. Suarez does things that you just do not see on a football pitch every week. He's a mastermind. The positions he can wrangle himself out of, you know, his speed, his precision. It's his his speed over like the short, mm. over a yard. Yeah, over a yard. Yeah, exactly. Where he turns someone or takes a touch in the box to get half a yard to shoot. And he's, he's so inventive with his finishing as well. Like yeah. Outside of the foot and... Yeah, he'll score. Whatever he'll, he has to do. He'll score a toe poke from 30 yards if that's the way he thinks yeah. he's going to score the goal. His, I was looking at some of his highlights on YouTube <laughs> last week and they're just just incredible. They're outrageous. Like, some, you just kind of forget. Because we watch like, so many... There's so many games every week across the board and you just... A lot of it kind of goes in and you absorb yeah, you it and then it disappears and then yeah, you do. you're only as good as the next week of yeah, games. No, precisely. You and then you go back and you look and you go, fuck, he was good. Mm. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. What a player. No, no, exactly. I feel exactly the same way. Five years ago, it feels like an eternity ago. And to think that Suarez and Sturridge were a slip of Steven Gerrard's boot from winning the title under Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Oh, and then Brady. and then you would reflect on that Liverpool team as being one of the best that we've seen. Yeah. Because they were so good that season. They were amazing. Sturridge and Suarez were amazing. They were good. That was a good good lineup. Yeah. I would stay up to three in the morning to watch them. That's how good they were. <laughs> what about with no crowds in a COVID era? Ooh, you're pushing it. <laughs> pushing you are it. pushing it. I don't I'm not I won't go as far as Klopp is saying Liverpool are the most disadvantaged by no fans, but it definitely does play a part in us viewing it and probably the players delivering what they should be. Fair. Yeah. That's about all I've got for you at the moment. If you want to move on to our games of the week. Games of the week. Got a a game of the week for us? Oh, I got a game of the week. How could I not? Here we go. Here Here we go. I have to listen to Tom talk about Leeds now. Let me just, uh, let me just flex about, uh, Leeds, Leeds are falling apart again. No, Leeds. stupid naive leads. Stupid naive leads. Why will not be? Why will Bielsa not change his tactics? I don't understand. <laughs> they just—they are not suited for the Premier League. Why won't he just park the bus and cop a one-nil loss? Yeah. Why are we not happy with finishing sixteenth this season? Yeah. We've why just not? Why been promoted. We should be trying to lock down games more often. We should be more Burnley. We should be more Brighton. You could help by giving Arsenal three points this week. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen, man. I don't think it's gonna happen. We were uh, in the nil-nil draw earlier this season. We were miles better than Arsenal. Uh, did you see it? I can't remember if I, you saw it or not. I didn't watch the game, but I I'm trying to remember. Mid-week. I'm trying to remember the last time I watched an <laughs> Arsenal play Leeds, and we actually out where Arsenal actually outplayed Leeds. I can't recall it for a long time. No, I it mean FFA, uh, the FF, FFA, FA, <laughs> FA Cup fixtures a while ago, and just. I was uh, going to say it's probably going back twenty odd years since we were last in the Premier League, but. Even, yeah. But even, we can go through the it historical was the year, games. The year Arsenal were invincible. We can go through the historical games 
and see the uh, we drew with you one one I think at uh, at the Emirates in your first season. There was Snodgrass scored a penalty, Fabregas scored a penalty. We finished one yes. one, we went back to Leeds. But yes. if we go more recent, the nil nil result earlier this season, Leeds were in the ascendancy the whole way. There there wasn't a moment of the game where I thought we were going to lose that. And you yep. can even go back to the FA Cup fixture when we were in the championship. And the entire first half, we lost 1-0, by the way. Leeds lost 1-0. The entire first half, we were so dominant, and I was so excited for this Leeds United team with how we were playing. We were outrageous that day. Uh, I can't see any other result than a Leeds victory. And uh, I think you might agree with me. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think Arsenal will win, though. You think it'll be a draw? I think... I could see a draw, yeah. I could see a draw. I could... Arsenal in this phase where they're actually defending much better mm-hmm. and not conceding as many goals, but now they're struggling to score them as well. So, Do you think Matt Ryan starts? Uh, well, if Leno's back in, Leno will start. I think I'd Leno's say. back in, yeah. I think he starts straight away. Unlucky Matt Ryan, but... I thought he was pretty... I thought he was okay. I mean, it's hard to concede within well, the first two minutes of From a debut. deflection as well. Yeah, he couldn't and do much about he it. He did everything else he had to do after that, so, you know... The deflection in the first 75 seconds upsets his clean sheet. Mm, it looks bad for his uh, resume. Yeah, he's, he kept, he made some good saves after that. I just I, I look at the way Arteta plays and possibly, you know, the function in which he wants to uh, distribute the ball from the back. Ryan is surely the goalkeeper to do that for them, more so than Leno. Uh, perhaps maybe last season I'd agree with you there, but Leno's. Leno's come a long way with his kicking. He's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You might be right. Ryan's probably still a little bit ahead of him with his feet. I think Leno is. I think Leno is a top shot stopper. He has his mistakes, like all keepers do. But yeah. Yep. They're always make errors. <laughs> that flying yeah. Superman red card last week. Just, <laughs> you know. I haven't seen that happen in so long. We've, I was I was relieved to see it. We've all done it. Goalkeeping fucking we've sucks. We've all seen it. <laughs> we've, we've all done it. Goalkeeping sucks. We've all done it. As a defender, you sort of just turn around and think, yeah, well, it's going to happen at least once a season. Yeah, well, at least de- he's committed. Well, defenders do it too. Yeah, that's true. They do just, it every game. You know, no one says anything about the striker that misses like five one-on-ones or, you know... Yeah. Butchers a butchers a chance or doesn't make the run. Yeah. When he would he make a simple run and you get a tap in, they don't make the run. And they they're typically on five times the money a goalkeeper is on as well. Typically, yeah. Anything else for Leeds and Arsenal? Uh, just that Rafinha is probably the Fire. most. He's probably the most outstanding player in the Premier League right now. Uh, I don't know if you saw him murder Gary Cahill. I don't know if we need to go that hard. I I don't know that you saw him murder Gary Cahill. That man's career is over. I I saw the clip you tagged me in. He's he's good. He's a good player. That man's career is over. (laughs) You'd think so. He's up there with Bonucci now, isn't he? Yeah. The guy can't turn. No, he's shocking. No, I've literally seen straight dudes turn quicker than him. (laughs) No. He is slow. He is slow. Uh, no, I've got. I just think Leeds win. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a tight game. If you're gonna, if you're a betting man, I'd go under two point five goals. Uh, if you wanted a result prediction, probably one one. Which is weird because you'd, you'd think these it. two teams would attack each other as well. Yeah, you would think so. But going on the last two games, there's only been one goal in 180 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're due. We're due goals. Maybe we're due goals. Maybe yeah, we're due goals. goals. All right, Bamford hat trick. Uh, Bumiyang will score a couple and. Uh, Leeds will win 5-3 there, there you go 5-3 and 8 goal thriller coming up yeah there you go my game wait. of the week once again is in uh, Italy I can't resist it I love this league you, Inter- are, you are all about Italy this all season all about aren't you? Italy this is I just love this league but hang um, on maybe we should just just for a second obviously you're a big Premier League guy as we all are we've all grown up with the Premier League but more and more and more this season you have tended to talk about Italy and you think that Italy perhaps is becoming a more entertaining league than England I would say over the last couple of seasons I've been watching more yeah. since being sports got the rights to show so many games which obviously helps I've tuned into so many more uh, Serie A games than Premier League games if you're going to watch two mid-table teams I'd rather watch two mid-table teams in Italy they're going to try and play it and try and it had this reputation for a long time as a defensive league. Probably a wrong reputation, maybe? Nah, it might have been. It's probably just because they were so well-known for the defending. defenders in their national team. Yeah. You know? And the, their and national team would win 1-0 and 
just be rock solid. And I think when Cannavaro goes to Real Madrid and wins the World Player of the Year, you yeah. probably think, oh shit, Italy's a defending nation. And if you if you don't concede, you can't lose, kind of thing. Yeah. But the the goal. There's so many like the style of play from so many of the teams this year has been great to watch. Like Inter, excellent to watch. Lazio, excellent to watch. Atalanta, very good to watch. Oh yes. Um, all all just attacking part. sides. Roma are good to watch. Uh, sometimes Milan are pretty good to watch asterisk sometimes <laughs> but uh, overall it's just a generally pretty good league to watch um, so I've got Inter v Lazio Lazio with six league wins in a row their last league defeat was in December against the league leaders Milan there you go and they've clawed their way up now to fifth they're on the back of Roma and Juventus looking for the Champions League spots Inter obviously are Back and forth with Milan on top. They briefly took uh, top spot last week before Milan played. And they're my tip to go on and win the title. Inter. Really? Yeah. From that position? From that position. That's deep. They've, they just got knocked out um, the uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning they got knocked out of the Coppa Italia semifinals. They haven't scored uh, away at Juve in like nine games or something. Okay. And so they, they drew nil all this morning and that meant they were knocked out on aggregate. But they don't that means they have nothing left to play except league. They have no Champions League, no Europa League, they finished bottom of their group. Milan have Europa League, Juve have Champions League, and I just Everyone's preoccupied, yeah. Yeah. Inter just they've got probably the prime player in the league at the moment as well, Nico Barrera. Yep. He is an absolute star. I saw excellent uh, viral footage of Barella giving a ball back today. Uh, yeah. When he was wrongly fouled, uh, it might have been yeah. against Torino. He was wrongly fouled, talked out the opposition player from getting a yellow card, and then simply kicked the ball out yeah. of play when given the ball for the free kick. <laughs> and I thought, what the fuck? We never see this shit anywhere in the world. <laughs> I cannot believe this is happening. He is fantastic. Um, add in Hakimi as well. Hakimi, who I was a bit frustrated with because he was excellent at Dortmund. And then he was he had a two-year loan there. And then he wanted to go back to Real Madrid because he wanted to play. Went back to Real Madrid. Real Madrid want to uh, persist with Odria Sola. So Hakimi left again. And this mm-hmm. time he's gone to Inter. And now he's he's probably the best uh, wing-back, I guess you'd call him. Plays as a wing-back in the world right now, I'd in say. In the world? Yeah, as a wing-back. He's just up and down. He's scored so many goals this year. And he's such Damn. a huge part of their team. But they've got like him, Lautaro Martinez, Lukaku, yeah, like Lautaro, Barella, uh, the, the, uh, Vidal, the yep. experience. Um, Is he still rocking that arsehole haircut? Yeah, he's like thirty-three with a mohawk. Like grow up. There's a <laughs> there's a period in your life where you should just shave it. I just grow up, Lautaro. But he's been whinging as well because he always gets subbed. But okay, he's, but he's he got the older, game out. older, slower legs. And why yeah. would you? You're not going to sub off Barella when he's in such good form as well. Yeah, exactly. And their back line's pretty tight as well. And there's some there's some wild stat that I read during the week that Vidal in the last 20 minutes of games gets booked more often than any player in the world. So <laughs> well, I would go. also be taking him off at the 70th minute exactly. mark just to preserve his quality. So that's yeah, that should be a good game this week. Inter Lazio. I reckon there'll be goals because both teams love to attack. They both play with a like a pretty attacking 3-5-2 with their wing-backs pushing real hard, trying to score and set up goals. So a big striker battle as well. Chua Mobile and Romelu Lukaku. Head to head. Are we off? Is Romelu going to kick off again this week? Or? <laughs> kick off like he did against Slatan. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to do more some of his uh, voodoo shit or what? No, oh, maybe. It winds him up. <laughs> what is that even about? It's voodoo shit. What is Slatan referring to? I think it's an old thing from when they were in the squad together at United. Oh, but, really? Yeah, that far I, back. I didn't read too much into it. I don't bother. I don't get hyped up by that sort of stuff. But, yeah. That's all I've got. That's fair. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Adelaide United versus MacArthur tomorrow? I Tomorrow being not. perhaps Saturday. What is it now? I think we're past midnight, so it could well be Saturday. It could be Saturday. Yeah, what do we know? Idiots. I'm not even sure what day it is. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever Adelaide United play MacArthur, MacArthur have just come off very good victory against top of the table Brisbane Roar two one. Yep. So have you seen much of MacArthur this season? Do you think they're a force to be reckoned with? Hard to say at the moment. I don't really know. Like they, 
<laughs> they were raving about their keeper, Federici. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he got... To be fair, they were right to be raving about him. And yeah, then I would be too. He ran out and I don't know what he was doing out there <laughs> to get chipped like that. Um, we'll, give him the, we'll give him the same benefit of the doubt we gave Leno. We've all done it. Yep. 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 No, we've, we've all, all got rush of blood off the head and thought, oh yeah, I can get this ball. This is fine. No, so, no, keepers, stay in your line. That's what I'm going to That's what I'm going to advise. Stay in your line, save the ball. Come out in the box. Just, just, just fucking chill though. Stay on your line. Just chill. We don't need you out there doing that. But yeah, that, I don't know what to make of MacArthur, so I guess we'll just, I don't get to tune into a lot of Adelaide away games, but um, we'll see how I'll get a sneaky stream going somewhere. Definitely. And, um, get the My Football app going. Yeah, we'll get it on at work, make everyone else listen to it. That's what we want. Yep, ABC Grandstand, perhaps. ABC Grandstand, there yeah. it is. Hopefully Travis Dodd's tuning in for his special comments. <laughs> Hopefully. Where <laughs> <laughs> he's just merely, merely relating back to the players he's played with. Oh yeah, I know this guy, this guy, good guy. Yeah, this guy, he played football, yeah, good player. Played he's a football. Good player. Kicks a ball, good, uh, runs. Adelaide's away form, though, is pretty woeful. It's pretty worrying. Definitely this season. I would probably, I'm just about ready to be penciling in a loss for this one already. Yep. But, yep. Uh, obviously, long- I don't want us to lose. So. Yeah, of course. Longevity-wise, though, can you see Adelaide United mounting any sort of title challenge this season? No. No. But we shouldn't be expecting to, right? No, we shouldn't be expecting to. Just, um, I think all I'm happy to get out of the season is a lot of games into the youngsters and they get helped along in their development with the experienced players and obviously winning is great, but just being realistic, I'm not sure we're going to challenge. So, but we'll see, we've got Craig in now. So we did declare at the start of the pod that we are going to win the league. Probably going to win the league now with Craig Goodwin. So, well, fuck it. There you go. We're going to win the league. He's not going to play against MacArthur though. He's still quarantining, right? He's no, still, but he's still shooting adverts. But after that, we'll come and win the league. So yeah, that's right. We'll make a late charge for it. There you go. You heard it here. Adelaide going to win the league. I'd seriously put your money on it right now. I'm not sure what it. we're paying. Probably twenty odd bucks. That'd be a decent odds. I don't know. I haven't looked, but there you go. Adelaide going to win the league. Um, you got anything else to add? No, not particularly. I think we're done here. Yeah, I think Bamford probably top goal scorer in the Premier League this season and should deserves an England call up. That would be my last shout. <laughs> He's better than Dominic Cavalluan. Definitely better than Vardy right now. Well, I think on that note, we better call it quit, folks. We're going to say too many outrageous things that we're going to be able to claw back. It's, it's getting outrageous. Leeds are going to finish in the top four. Um, and that will be the last of uh, that'll be the last of my hot predictions. On that note, thank you for listening. If you did listen, check us out at nightshiftfootball.com. And good night. Good night.